Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all in the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was the child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in the manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Luke 2, 8 through 12. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day unto the city, of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Merry Christmas. We do our best to make this service more family friendly. Kids, we're glad you're here. And if you can do your best to sit quietly for just about 10 minutes. I learned my lesson last year. But you know, some of the beauty that we celebrate about Christmas isn't really, what is its significance, but it's that it's also insignificant. Jesus, when he's born, he's not born in a significant way. He's actually born in a very insignificant way. He's born into insignificance. I don't know if you've caught it in the scripture, uh, but Caesar is in charge And Caesar orders the whole Roman world, his entire empire, to go and register in their home cities. So when Jesus, the king of the universe, comes into existence, he's not in political power. In fact, the text says that Caesar orders all the known world. The message couldn't be more clear. Caesar is in charge of everyone and everything. And Jesus is born during that time with really no political significance. But also with that, he's born into an insignificant situation, an insignificant environment. Mary and Joseph go to the city of David of Bethlehem, and they are looking for a place to give birth to the king of the universe, the Lord of Lords, Emmanuel, God with us. And the most famous saying is, there's no room in the inn. There's no place for God himself to be born uh, on earth, which is just quite amazing if you think about how other royalty are born. When um, William and Kate had their baby, uh, the, the, the future king of England, the world stops. Everyone wants to know. But here, the world does not stop when Jesus is born. No one takes notice. There's not even a place for him to be born in Bethlehem. Which is even more interesting because if you think about the prophecy that we studied on Sunday, some five, six hundred, seven hundred years before Jesus is born, the prophecy from God is that David or that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And here God had, you know, seven or eight hundred years to prepare 
a place for baby Jesus to be born, but there's no room in the end. There's no place for him to be born. But see, that's really where the beauty of the insignificance of Christmas comes. There, there was a martyr in the fourth century named Theodotus of Ancyra, and he said, if Jesus had been born to a high rank and amidst luxury, unbelievers would have said the world had been transformed by wealth. If he had been chosen as his birthplace, the great city of Rome, they would have thought the transformation had been brought about by civil power. Suppose he had been born the son of an emperor, they would have said how useful it is to be powerful. Imagine him the son of a senator, it would have been look what can be accomplished by legislation. But in fact, what did he do? He chose surroundings that were poor and simple, so ordinary as to almost be unnoticed, so that people would know it was the Godhead alone that had changed the world. Jesus was born into insignificance, but also he was announced to insignificant people. It's so interesting that the announcement comes to angels, or from angels to shepherds. Uh, Shepherds who slept with animals and were really smelly. They weren't looked well upon by society because of what they did, but also they had a reputation uh, sort of like being common criminals. The rumor was that when shepherds would pass through your field, things would go missing. So people didn't trust shepherds. In fact, they were so untrusted that their testimony was not valid in a court of law. They could not serve as a witness in a court case because no one trusted shepherds. Yet the people whose word is not trusted is the very people who Jesus is announced to. The people who can't serve as witnesses are the eyewitnesses to Jesus' birth. And the strange thing, it's not just that the announcement is entrusted to the shepherds. The announcement itself is for the shepherds. All those angels, we could say the greatest light show ever when these angels show up, it's for the shepherds. The announcement goes through them out into the world, but it's also for them. Think about what the angel says as he announces to the shepherds. He says, behold, I bring you, you shepherds, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you, shepherds, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The announcement of Jesus' birth wasn't just to the shepherds so that it could go through the shepherds to others. It was for the shepherds. And the good news is, if it's for them, then it really is for all people. And it's for you and me as well. Jesus is the savior of all people who offered his life as a sacrifice on the cross so that all who believe in him are reconciled to God through faith in Jesus. Jesus is the Messiah for all people. He really did come for all kinds of people all across the socioeconomic spectrum. And Jesus is the Lord of all. God himself who becomes man, So when we say God with us, we really could mean all people, people from all tribes and nations and tongues. Behold, good news for all people. Jesus came in the midst of insignificance 
to really show us that he is for all people. So behold the good news and believe Jesus came for you. Would you stand with me? And we're going to read the next scripture together. I'll read the part that is not capitalized, and then you will respond with what the angels say. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Luke 2, 15 through 18 says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.